0: You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host Rhonda. Um, I'm going to make this real quick. It's just an update on uh, the Vax. Uh, So, we've been hearing about uh, the booster. So, um, this is the next phase, the boost. So, this morning, I woke up to, uh, yet again, another program that is being ran at the state level uh, to get the younger folks with the vac. Um, so let me, um, bring this up and then we're also going to talk about the next round that they are promoting, um, which is the boost. Uh, so you all can stay aware of what is going on. Cause to be honest, it's getting real confusing. Y'all It's getting extremely confusing. So, uh, I'm going to first go over uh locally in at in Ohio at the state level, what's going cases on? Cases in the last day, thirty seven hundred oh, Let me restart it. Sorry. Again throughout Ohio. Come on, they ain't cooperate. Sorry. I'll donate me. local for you in Columbus. All right. Come on now. I'm not in the mood. <sighs> Tonight, COVID-19 cases are on the rise again throughout Ohio. More than 7,400 new cases in the last day. 3,700 people remain hospitalized with COVID-19. Tonight, the Department of Health says the state is getting closer to reaching the 50% mark for full vaccinations. And today, Governor Mike DeWine announced a new incentive program, this time targeting young Ohioans.
1: It is similar to the state's first incentive program. You remember that from earlier this summer. But now, more students will have a chance to win. Karina chung with more on the effort to get shots into arms. 55 chances for
2: scholarship. That's the governor's newest vaccine incentive called Vax to school. It's like helping people get an education. It's helping pay for education. So why not? Madison Clark approves of the incentive, which is open to vaccinated Ohioans.
0: Okay, so just notice the age, the targeted age group. 12 to 25 uh we talked about this last week and specifically in California um also was targeting starting at 12 year olds and then remember i also talked about here in Ohio one of the school districts were going to offer $100 to 12 year olds who got Uh, the VAC. Okay. So once again, parents, uh, just kind of be aware of what is going on. Again, it does not matter to me what decision you make, but uh, you as a parent definitely need to have these conversations with your preteens, your teenagers, and even your adult children that are in college you need to have this conversation. So I just wanted to kind of stop this so we can understand that it's not just about college students, here is the targeted age, 12 through 25. Now this is not, this particular program that they're going over, this is specific to the state of Ohio, but based on what I have been seeing specifically, uh, I can use California as an example. They had started an initiative as well targeting 12-year-olds, um, having them make a decision on whether or not to get the VAC. Now, whether or not they are consulting the parents, I don't know that. Uh, that is why I am bringing this up to parents to have that conversation, okay? Because remember according to Biden, he wanted to mandate it across the board and he's already done that at the federal level. okay? All right? So uh, just just be aware of the targeted age groups. So you as a parent can make that decision uh, for your children. Okay, let me continue.
2: ...ages 12 to 25. Some people said off camera that they believe people not getting the vaccine have already made their decision. Ohio State students are required to get the vaccine. Jordan Miller, who's a junior, says it's crucial.
0: We need to ensure that all of our universities are safe for students to attend and that we are in a place now that we can have larger classroom sizes and be able to welcome everybody back at full capacity.
2: The scholarships can be used for any type of education. They break down into five $100,000 scholarships and 50 $10,000 ones. I asked people if they believe it will work. Will this age range choose vaccination? Honestly, I think the true proof is in the results, and that's the only way you're going to tell, but you got to try something.
0: I think that it'll be a win-win situation for students, definitely.
2: Scholarship money will come from existing pandemic relief funds. I think if it helps people get vaccinated and motivates them, then I'm like, I don't care where the money comes from. <laughs> I'll donate. Local for you in Columbus, I'm Karina Chung, NBC4.
0: Okay, so uh, there you have it with that one. Um, there was also um, where Amazon, the company Amazon, paid out a couple of workers based on a drawing if they got vac, uh, got the VAC. And it was uh, $20,000 a piece. I can't remember how many won in that pool. Uh, we do know how large Amazon as an organization is. And that is a pretty hefty amount uh, to encourage folks to get the VAC. Um, So let's now just go into the new thing that has been um, talked about for quite some time. This has been a heavy controversy, even within their own medical community, about uh, the boosters. Okay, so pretty much meaning those that already have the, uh, the VAC, getting follow-up boosters, okay? So I'm assuming that it's supposed to um, help with the variants that have come into play, okay? So uh, CDC backs Pfizer C-19 VAC boosters for seniors and some others, okay? So let's see what um, CBS Hostel said. Okay,
3: here we go. ...today to determine who will qualify for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine booster shot. The FDA granted emergency use authorization on Wednesday. It applies to people who are 65 years and older and to be administered six months after receiving their second shot. They also authorized it for adults 18 through 64 years old who are at high risk of developing severe COVID-19 or who are at risk because of repeated exposure to their jobs, such as teachers or doctors. Once the CDC formally adopts recommendations, the Biden administration says it expects shots to start going into arms by the end of the week. CBS News's Natalie Brand has more from Washington.
1: The FDA has authorized a booster shot of the Pfizer COVID vaccine for certain individuals. It applies to Americans 65 and older, as well as people 18 to 64 who are at high risk for severe COVID-19. It's also authorized for people whose work puts them at higher risk, such as nursing home employees. For now, the FDA rejected Pfizer's request for booster shots for everyone 16 and older. There's a concern about younger people, particularly men, because of a very rare adverse event called myocarditis. A CDC advisory panel still has to take its vote on booster shots. The committee is meeting again today. The Biden administration says it's ready to roll out the booster shots as soon as they're approved, possibly later this week.
3: As president of the United States, my first responsibility is to protect the American people.
1: The CDC is forecasting COVID hospitalizations are likely to decrease over the next few weeks. But Dr. Anthony Fauci warned Major Garrett on the CBS News podcast, The Takeout, there's still work to be done to get millions of Americans their first shots. If we don't get the people vaccinated who need to be vaccinated and we get that conflating with an influenza season, we could have a dark, bad winter. About 75% of all eligible Americans, those 12 and older, have received at least one dose of the vaccine. More than 64 percent are fully vaccinated. Natalie Brandt, CBS News, The White House.
3: To talk more about this is Dr. Amish Adalja. He's an infectious disease expert and a senior scholar at Johns Hopkins University's Bloomberg School of Public Health. Dr. Adalja, welcome. Great to see you. So the FDA's emergency use authorization for some Americans is a huge scale back of the Biden administration's original plan to have boosters available for everyone. Why would health officials limit boosters instead of getting ahead of Delta and future variants if studies show that the boosters are effective?
4: What we want this to be is a data-driven process. And when you look at the data, you, you can see that the vaccine for the general healthy population is holding up really well against what matters, serious disease, hospitalization, and death. So in that group of people between the ages of 16 and 64, there's not strong evidence to support them needing a booster, that it would really have any major impact uh, on, on their health. And I think that's why the FDA committee voted the way that it did.
0: So, huh. Do I hear disagreement? You mean the Biden administration wants everyone to get the boost? This is really interesting, fam, getting very, very interesting, which is why you as an individual really should be informed on what's going on. Um, Now, And and that is especially, that's especially if you have already taken uh, the VAC or if you are planning to take the VAC. So let's continue to see what uh, this gentleman has to
4: say because the data does exist for those above the age of 65, and I think that's what we want to happen. We don't want this to be a political process where, because politicians want something to happen, it happens, which is what we saw during the prior administration. We want this to be driven by science and data, and that's why I think the FDA Advisory Committee made the correct uh, judgment on all the data that's out there, and I think the ACIP will do very similarly today.
3: And right now, the booster is only for the Pfizer vaccine. Researchers are also looking at whether mix-and-match vaccines are a safe and effective way to boost protection. Um, Can you shed any light on this, especially for people who took Moderna or the single-dose J&J shot?
4: We're likely going to hear more about Moderna and Johnson & Johnson boosters in the weeks to come as those companies uh, get the data ready to submit to the FDA for emergency use authorization. And I anticipate you'll see a similar process with both of those vaccines. Mixing and matching is something that's not recommended, but it is something that's being studied. And there is some evidence that it might actually boost your immunity more than getting the same version of of the vaccine that you got. But right now, we want people with Moderna and J&J to to hold tight. I think they're going to hear soon in the next couple of weeks. And the mixing and matching studies, I think, need to continue because that might be a way to improve our vaccines in the future. And and certainly we know that certain countries had done mixing and matching when they had uh, shortages of given of of certain vaccines.
3: So putting the research on boosters aside for a moment, doctor, are there other effective ways of boosting immunity against COVID? I mean, there are certainly, uh, you know, treatments that are being researched. Are there other things that people can do aside from get a booster shot?
4: Right now, the only way to increase your immunity is to get a booster vaccine, if you're one of the groups that is gonna be recommended to get a booster. There's, we have treatments, for example, if you get infected, that we can give you to keep you from needing hospitalization, like the monoclonal antibodies that everybody's been hearing about. And we've got treatments in the hospital, but we don't have any other way to kind of increase your immunity. Obviously, if you get a breakthrough infection, that's gonna increase your immunity, but we're, we're trying to avoid people getting infected uh, in general. That's the, that's the whole purpose of our public health uh, our public health campaigns. But really, the booster is the only way that we're we're going to recommend people augment their immunity. But we do have treatments. We do know a lot more about this. We do know what basic things do you can do to keep yourself safe if you have a, a low risk tolerance for any kind of breakthrough infection like masks and being careful and crowded in crowded and congregated places and, and, and frequent testing, especially of the unvaccinated.
3: So some people have already gone out and received their third shot either because they are in this group that has been sort of greenlit for it. But I know others who've just gone out and gotten one anyway. Uh, still, Dr. Fauci has asked people to wait for official guidance. Are you concerned that his statement and the fact that, you know, some people are already getting boosters and all of this will add to vaccine hesitancy?
4: Well, we know that people were getting boosters on their own for some time. Even my my own father, who's a physician, got a booster uh, a couple of days ago uh, ahead of the schedule. And I know other people that have done this. What, what I think we have to, to do with the boosters is make sure that it's actually being an evidence based practice, that we actually have strong guidance and recommendations that this is necessary. And I think we want this to be a deliberate process. There there has been concern in the past that vaccine hesitancy might increase with all of this talk of boosters because someone might say, well, why do I need to get this vaccine? If it works so well, why are people getting boosters so quickly? And I think we have to be careful with that messaging. And I think that's important to say that it's not the general population that needs boosters. It's those individuals in high risk groups. That's where we've seen the some erosion of the ability to protect against serious disease. And we have to keep emphasizing to people that it's not boosters that are going to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the United States, but first and second doses. And that's what's still more important to me. I'd rather have more first and second doses into people than have everybody that's eligible for a third dose get a third dose because that would be uh, have a much bigger impact.
3: Right. That makes total sense. Dr. Amish Adalja, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your expertise.
0: Okay, family. So uh, there you have it. I just wanted to give you an update on the next phase, the boost. Uh, This is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. I wish everyone well on this Friday. Peace and love.